Hey, it's great to be here. You know, um, Psalm chapter 5, it says, the, the Lord, the favor of the Lord surrounds us like a shield. It's not what I'm going to talk about tonight, but I felt like I had to just stop here quick and just, just park here just for a minute. It says, the favor of the Lord surrounds us like a shield. His favor, God's favor. Now, when you think about favor, it's not like, well, I'm going to do you a favor and then you're going to do me a favor back. That's not what God's favor is. God's favor is he's smiling down on you and he's in your corner all the time. God is in your corner all the time. That's God's favor. So when you're in a situation, you can literally say, God's in my corner. Because you know what? The Lord surrounds you with favor like a shield. And I was, I'm just going to tattle on my son here. He was in the program, the Christmas program. How many went to the Christmas program? It was awesome. We had a good time. Hundreds of people made a decision for Jesus. It was awesome. Had dozens and dozens and dozens of people. It was tremendous. But my son was in the program, so he was busy Tuesday night, Wednesday night, all day, all day, all night, all day, all night, and then all day, all night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And he had two exams on Monday and two exams on Tuesday, right? And I woke up really early on Monday morning, like 4 o'clock. I was up, and I was praying for him. And God gave me a specific word for him. So about six, he was already up studying, cramming for his tests, you know. He was kind of a little bit anxious, I could just tell. So I gave him this very simple word. And I said, you know, son, God doesn't give you his favor because you earn it. He gives you his favor because he's good. Period. You can't earn God's favor. He gives you his favor because he's good, because he loves us, and because we're his. We're his. That's why we get favor. You don't earn God's favor. I said, you know what, bud? You were working all weekend on his, his stuff, and you were working hard. You weren't fooling around. I said, you just go into those exams, and you confess that you have God's favor. You've studied hard. You're a smart kid. You can do it. And he went in there, and you know what? I'm sorry, I'm going to brag on my son. He forgive me. But he got a 94, 100, 96, and 100 on his four exams. And it was the favor of God. I'm convinced it was the favor because he said, he said to me last night, he said, you know, I was kind of getting anxious and afraid, and I kept thinking you gave me that word. And I said, no. I have the favor of God. I've got God's favor on my side. God's in my, in my side. And he says, I was able to just think clearly and confident, and he got A's on all four of his exams. And I just was so blessed by that, not because he got the A's, but because it's such a cool truth. That's such a great lesson for all of us that, you know what, we don't earn God's favor because we're so good or we do everything right or all that. We, earn, we don't earn God's favor. We have God's favor because he loves us. He just does. He loves us. But, you know, you can walk in fear 
and miss God's favor, or you can walk trusting him and walk in his favor. And I would encourage you to walk in his favor and just believe the word of God when it says his, his, he surrounds you with favor like a shield. Just, just say, yeah, that's mine. I have God's favor on me. I mean, you can, that's, that's a thing that you should say about yourself every day. I have God's favor. God's favor rests on me. God's in my corner. God's for me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? That's just a great way to live because, you know, the devil's against you. We all know that. The world's against you. Heck, your, your coworkers might be against you. But you know what? God is for you. He's for you. And he's in your corner and he's rooting for you. Right? So he is rooting for you. So the message that I have today comes out of a, an experience that I had last week. So this is a current one. This is not a 20 years ago thing. This is last week. Uh, a week ago Sunday, I was driving up north, and I had to minister all day at a church up north. I had to preach twice and then do a three-hour board meeting and then drive another two hours home. So it was a long day. But on the way up there, I'm leaving at like 6 a.m. to drive. And uh, I'm driving. I don't have the radio on. I'm just praying. I'm asking God to, to use me. I'm asking God to, you know, to use the message and to, to prepare people's hearts. And I'm just praying. They're just, just, just spending time with the Lord praying. I call it windshield time. So we're just, we're just praying. I'm by myself. I'm just praying. And the, the Lord says this to me. He says, that $100 bill in your pocket. And I was like, how do you know I got a $100 bill in my pocket? And I realized that's a dumb question because he's God. But I don't normally carry around a lot of money at all. I just happened to have a $100 bill in my pocket because somebody paid me some money that they owed me and they gave me a $100 bill. So I had a $100 bill, right? So God knew I had this $100 bill tucked in my pocket. And he says, that $100 bill in your pocket, I want you to give it to a particular woman, and she's going to be in the second service. I'm like, okay, how will I know who she is? And he just said, you'll know. I'm like, okay. So it's, I, as I was thinking about this, I got thinking about that commercial for that one credit card company where they always say, what's in your wallet, right? So the title of today's message is, What's in Your Wallet? Now, God didn't say, what's in your wallet to me, but it's kind of what he said to me because he talked to me about the $100 bill in my pocket, right? So I'm, I'm, I go there, and I'm preaching. I do the first service. It went great. I do the second service. It goes great, and I'm the, the whole time I'm preaching, I'm kind of in the back of my mind going, I wonder who's going to get the money today, you know. But I wasn't really thinking about it completely, but eh, once in a while I'd think about it. <clears throat> I got all done. Like eight people got saved. It was amazing. It was great. And the service is done, and I'm sitting down, and I'm going, well, Lord, service is about over, and I don't know who it is yet. And I kind of turned sideways in my chair, and I look, and it's like I went like this. and went, There she is. Okay, that's her. So after service, I called the pastor over, and I said, hey, could you get that lady up here? And 
So I walked up to her and I said, here, I said, here, this is for you. And this is a message that God has for you. This won't solve your problem, but you need to know that God hears your prayers. And I handed her a hundred dollar bill. She looked at me and she goes, oh, thank you. She put it in her pocket. She walked away. No story, no nothing, no tears, no, oh God, thank you. No choir, nothing. And I'm thinking, wow, that cost me a hundred bucks, God. <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, I was obedient, not my problem, right? And so I, we go to lunch, and I'm there with the, the pastor and his wife <clears throat> and about four other people. Pastor's wife was sitting a couple people away from me, and she goes, did you hear about that gal that you gave that money to? I'm going, uh, no. What? So she says, this is what happened. 7 a.m. that morning, by the way, I was driving. It was 7 a.m. when I was driving. She goes, 7 a.m. this morning, she was up praying and she said, God, I am short $100. She said, God, I, I need that $100 and I don't have anybody else and I don't have any family and I'm short $100 and, and if, if, I, if I tithe, I'm gonna be short $100 and if I don't tithe, I'm gonna be short 70. But if I tithe, I'm gonna be short $100. So God, I'm gonna tithe, but darn it, I'm short $100. And you said you'd supply all my needs. That's what she said to God at 7 a.m. At that very moment, I don't know if, how God's talking to me. Hey, hey, $100 in your pocket? I need that. I need you to go build somebody's faith for me, right? That's what it was. So I gave her that, and she said, you know, I was praying that morning, and the whole time I'm in church, I'm, I sat there and I tithed, and I did it. And I thought, God, I'm short $100. And right after service, she said the reason that she didn't say anything and didn't react is because she was in shock that someone that she'd never met walked up to her and gave her $100. And it was exactly what she needed. And the message that I gave her that God put her on my heart was, this won't meet your need. This won't solve your problem. It is merely a token, a representation that God hears your prayers. And what a cool thing. For me, I was just like, that's awesome. I'm so glad to be part of that. So the message tonight is, what's in your wallet? How is it that what do you have in your hand today that God can use to answer someone else's prayer? What, it, what could you do today that would be a... Now, this woman, she considered that a miracle. She didn't think I gave her the money. She was sure, and she's right, God gave her that money. And that's exactly what was supposed to happen. She needed to know that that was from God. It just so happened to pass through my hands, but that was from God. That was God's money coming to her. Now, Many times people think, well, I don't have much, and what can I do? And, oh, but I don't have much, and I don't have $100 to give away. Well, I didn't either until somebody gave it to me, right? See, so whatever you find in your hands, 2 Corinthians 8, 12 says, for if there's first a willing mind, it's accepted according to what one has, not according to what one doesn't have. So God's not gonna hold you accountable for what you don't have. If, you know, you don't have to worry about, oh, I can't give a million dollars because I don't have a million dollars. Well, then don't worry about it. But do you have 10? Because if you have, that's what you're accountable. You're accountable for what you have, not for what you don't have. Now, all the, all the people in the Bible 
We're going to think about three or four different situations, depending on the time here. But Samson was a great prophet. Now, he had his issues. He had some, he had some issues. But we're going to talk about one particular thing here. Now, it, with Samson's case, God asked him, what do you have in your hand? And you know what Samson had in his hand? Anybody remember? A jawbone of a donkey. He had a skeleton of a donkey. That's what he had in his hand. Let's read it. Judges 15. The spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. He had been delivered into into the Philistines' hand. They had bound him. And it says, the ropes on his arms became like charred flax, which means they broke off easily. The bindings dropped from his hands. And he found a fresh jawbone from a donkey, which is kind of disgusting. But anyway, it's okay. He grabbed it and he killed a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of a donkey. Now, I did not say an M16. I did not say, you know, a tomahawk missile. He killed him with a jawbone of a donkey in his hand because the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. So what did he find in his hand? What was in his hand? In his hand was a jawbone of a donkey. So God, God says, huh, that's kind of weird, but okay, we can use that. And so he went, ahead and, he went ahead and went to war with the jawbone of a donkey. That was his weapon. Against warriors, and he still prevailed. Let's think about Moses. Here's Moses. He's out in the wilderness, and God comes to him at the burning bush, and he says, hey, go get my people. And in this situation and in the previous, and in all these situations, Every one of these people were responding to people's cries to the Lord for help. See, the, the, the Israelites were crying to the Lord because the Philistines were oppressing them. And with Moses, the Israelites were crying to the Lord because the Egyptians were oppressing them, right? So, so all these, and that woman that, that I gave the money to, she was crying to the Lord because she needed some money, right? So all these were answers to prayers, so Moses, he's at the burning bush, and God says, go, go get my people. And, and Moses is arguing with God. In Exodus 4, verses uh, 1 through 4 here, it says, Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? That's the question. What is that in your hand? We can have all the excuses we want about how we're not qualified and what if people don't accept us and what if people don't believe us and what if I'm wrong and what if they laugh at me and what if all this and what if, what if, what if it snows tomorrow? Whatever. And God says, okay, yada, 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 whatever. What's in your hand? Moses says, well, it's my staff which is no more than a stick. (laughs) Come on. It's a stick. All right? So Moses says, yeah, it's a a staff or a stick. And the Lord said, throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground and it became a snake. And, And then he picked it up again and it became a staff again. And Moses probably said, that's one fancy stick. Wow. That thing become a snake, and then it, and it becomes a stick again. And that staff became his symbol of God's power. See, but it started out with, what do you have in your hand? 
See, if, if he'd have had something else in his hand, God would have used whatever was in his hand. You have to understand, it's not about what it is in your hand. It's about whatever it is in your hand. It's not about what it is. It's the fact that it's in your hand and available. That's the point. That's what I want to get to, to today. It was a jawbone for Samson. It was a stick for Moses. It was that same stick that he spread out over the Red Sea and it split, the same one that he struck the Nile and it became blood, right? So this, that was the thing that God used, but the fact that it was a stick has no bearing on the story. It was the fact that that was what he had in his hand. So whatever it is in your hand. David, it was a slingshot. See, at the time the big dude, Goliath, was taunting the armies and everybody was afraid. And David went up to the war and he saw it and he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine taunting the armies of, of the living God? And so he went there and he fought Goliath, but he didn't fight. And Saul tried to make him fight with his armor and this big heavy sword and all this. And David said, no, I can't do that. I gotta take whatever's in my hand, whatever I'm used to. I gotta take whatever it is in my hand. And for him, it was without a sword, and he took his slingshot, and he took five smooth stones, because that's what he was used to. So that was what was in his hand. A slingshot was what was in his hand. And then there's Peter. So it was the multitude pressed about Jesus to hear the word of God, and he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. That's Luke chapter 5. And, I, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from the boats and they were washing their nets. Then Jesus got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little from land. And he sat down and he taught the multitude from Peter's boat. Now, for Peter, he was a fisherman. So Jesus asked to use his boat. So Peter allowed Jesus to use his boat because that's what was familiar to him. That was what was in his hands. See, so the, the pattern that we're seeing here is whatever is in your hands, God can use in his kingdom. God can use it to bless others. God can use it to deliver people. God can use it. Whatever's in your hands God can use it. So whatever it is, what's in your wallet? Maybe, maybe whatever's in your wallet is meant to be for someone else. What is it that you can do to bless somebody? Maybe it's a skill. Maybe it's a lawnmower. Maybe it's a snowblower. Maybe it's whatever it is. Maybe you can hammer nails, whatever. Maybe you can bake. Maybe you can, whatever it is. Maybe it's a skill. Maybe it's an item. The point is, what it is, is irrelevant. The, the important part is, will you make it available for the master's use? Will you make your skill, your items, your money, whatever it is, will you make that available for the master's use? And the master is Jesus. That's the question today. What it is, because we could see it was either a jawbone or it was a or it was a stick, or it was a boat, right? It doesn't matter. 
What matters is, are you willing to make that part of your life available for God's use in his kingdom to bless others? Because, you know, our obedience, our obedience is the answer to someone else's prayer. In my situation, if I would not have obeyed, God probably would have asked somebody else or maybe that woman would have just been disappointed. I don't know. But I'm glad I listened because you know what? It helped her in her faith. It built her faith and it gave her a a kind of a a step up in her trust for God. So that's, that's to me is a big win for the kingdom. Anytime you can help someone step up their trust of God is a big win for the kingdom. So the question is, what is it in your life today that could be a miracle for somebody else? What, is, what can you do that could possibly someone else would view as a miracle? This woman on Sunday viewed what happened as a miracle. Now, to me, it wasn't a miracle. It was like, oh, yeah, okay, here. That wasn't a miracle, but to her, it was a miracle, and it was an answer to prayer. Ryan's going to come up, and we're going to go through a simple hearing God exercise, and we're going to activate this. And I'm hopefully, when we're done, we're going to turn loose uh, uh, all of you guys on our community, and we're going to unleash a, a barrage of blessing in, in our community. Because all we're going to do is we're going to hear God, and then we're going to obey what he tells us to do. It's that simple. And Ryan teaches this all the time, so I asked Ryan to come up and finish the message for me. So he's going to finish. This is Ryan. Awesome. This is, this is fun. This is the fun part of Christianity. You know, that, that woman in that moment, she had an encounter with God that no one will be able to take away from her. And there are so many people that, that we know of, that we walk around, that we see on a daily basis, that they have questions, they have doubts. There are so many people that, that need an encounter from God, and his plan for that is you. I love this message of, of what's in your hand, and just to give you an example of that, uh, how, how this is just so timing and and fitting is just even last night um, we had somebody come over to our house and um, in the midst of you know running the kids around and making dinner and doing homework and all this other stuff um, this person ended up staying for three hours Um, they just stopped by to pick something up but what that person needed from me in that moment was my time and God made it very clear to be present and it ended up being this amazing time of ministry right at the kitchen table uh, in the midst of everything that was going on. And so that was something that I had available. And God has given us so much that he wants us to be the same way. And just to be that, that revolving door of his glory. We receive his glory and we, we give it to other people. So this is what we're going to do. Actually, Pastor Danny is in the house. Is that Pastor Danny? Okay. Um, That's why I grabbed the red mic, so if you can make sure the red mic's on too. We're going to do a hearing God exercise, and then when we're all done, I'm going to have Pastor Danny and Pastor Daniel come up um, and just, if you would pray over everyone, and then Daniel, you can interpret. Um, If you do both, that that would be awesome. So here's what we're going to do. I just want you to just 
just close your eyes. And the thing is, this isn't a this isn't a Pastor Ryan thing. This isn't a Pastor Bernie thing, as he said. This isn't a Moses thing. This is a sons and daughters thing. This is because we have a relationship with the Father. He, he communicates with us, and he lets us know where other people are. He knows where every single person is at. And if we're just willing to listen, he will speak to us, and he'll reveal things to us. And so what we're going to do is I'm just going to just have a, a moment of, of silence here for you, and if you would just close your eyes. What I would like you to do is just simply ask God to reveal somebody to you. I don't want you to overthink it. If you, if you caught a, a picture of somebody or heard somebody's name or you just feel impressed about somebody, chances are that's the person. Uh, I just want you to just stay focused a minute on God and, and what he's saying. And the next question that I want you to ask him is, what would you have me do for them? So, Father, I thank you for what you're saying right now. God, I thank you that you're speaking. I thank you that you're revealing your heart. I thank you that because we're your children, because we're your sheep, we can hear your voice. Father, this might be a stretch for some of us. This might be something new for some of us. So, Father, I ask that you would just give the boldness, give the strength, give the courage to every single person that's feeling impressed to do something for that person that you've highlighted. Some of you might be sitting there saying, I, I, don't, I don't have a person. But you still have something in your hand. You still have something available. So God, I pray that you would just reveal through the next week ways in which we can use what's in our hands. Father, I pray for rare encounters, rare opportunities that we wouldn't normally have to be a blessing for somebody else. For those mothers in here that have a mother's heart, opportunities to, to spread that love of a mother's heart for other people. For people in here who have strong faith, opportunities to be that rock of strength for somebody else.
those of us that have time, God, I pray that you would open up doors of opportunity for us to use that time, use our talents, use our gifts. And Father, we thank you that you will be glorified in this. We thank you that people are going to encounter you, that they're going to see you just because you are that good, because you are an answer to other people's prayers. Father, we thank you for this word tonight. We thank you that it will not return void. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.